0: This isn't very doctrinal tonight. It's just telling the truth of things. So that's what we're going to attempt to do. We're in Ephesians. After all that he has spoken to us, now he's getting down to the nitty-gritty. Warfare, all right? Well, you know who you are, your family, you're you're in Christ, you're raised to sit in heavenly places with Christ. We know all these things. We've been taught how to walk in the Spirit. We've been taught how to put off the old man, put on the new. So now he says, and then also how to live amongst your family, relationships. So now he says, now it's time to get down to the cause, which is to go to battle. So we're in chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, oh, and I, I will say this. If you, if you study Apostle Paul, he's a lot like us sometimes. He says, finally, three times in the book of Philippians. Check it out. He, he, he closed and ended the book three times. And in this one, as far as I know, he, it's only once here. All right, so finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore. You see a theme here on standing? Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, Having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And we, for some reason we like to end it there, but the next verse says, praying always. You know, prayer is an offensive weapon in your warfare. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Watching there too with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So what we're going to talk about here is last man standing. We're going to use that word stand and just discuss that tonight. And let's pray. Father, I pray that you bless the message and help us to see this, each of us individually. Uh, You're speaking to us one-on-one and what we must do. So please help us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. When I was young, they used to have, I don't know if they even do them anymore, but they used to have the old clunker car. You know, remember the old cash for clunkers when the, that wonderful president robbed us of all the old good old cars with it only got 10 miles to the gallon? Everybody went down and traded them in cash for clunkers. My brother did that with a real nice truck. I watched him. <laughs> anyway, I, I, when I was young, I loved Demolition Derby. Anybody know what that is? Do they still do that? They do? Do they really? Demolition Derbies. I, I, I loved it. You know what that is? Crashing cars into one another until the last one's still driving. You would bang it. You know, it's kind of like bumper cars on purpose. You're bump. And I always remember this. They would all, you know, the, the engine was in the front, unless it was a Volkswagen. But they wouldn't bring those out there. The engine was in the front, so they would rear-end each other. All, they'd hit from the, high, the behind. And they'd be smashing. And I was a little child. I'd watch that on TV, and I said, that's what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> I, I mean, I want to do that. And then you'd start going, trying to figure out who's going to be the last one left. Who's going to be still driving off with the trophy? They they would keep smashing until everybody's out except one. Now that's that's good sports, right? And it was in sporting. It was a, it was considered a sports event. You know. Uh, I've tried to have that mentality in my life. I want to, when it's all said and done and the smoke's clear, I'm still standing. And I hope you can say the same. I wanted to survive whatever this life brings to me and still be standing at the end. And I hope you can say the same thing, because that's what Paul's saying here. You know, when you received Christ, you started, you got a conflict, a war broke out, and you have to fight that war. You know, don't be a quitter. Last thing I want to be is tagged as a loser, a pushover, a casualty of war. I don't want to be that. Now, uh, when I worked at Roloff Homes, the lighthouse, from young men, you know, they were all troubled men. They got in trouble. That's why they were there. And usually had real bad habits, and they'd always say to me. You know, they'd say to everybody, but, you know, you'd go preach to them. And I was even young. I was young, and they'd say, hey, would you pray with me that I'll stand? I'm getting out soon. Pray with me that I'll stand. I said, you know, my answer was always, I will pray with you, but you just go out and stand. God told us to stand. Your job is to Stand. I know the Bible says, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. And you should. Full reliance on Christ, full reliance on on the protection of God, the mercy of God. And we'll talk about that in just a bit. But in verse 10, he says, finally, my brethren, be a wet noodle and a weakling. And I want to know. Why do we always attribute such power to the powers of darkness and then the powers of light seem to be weak instead? The Bible says the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehendeth it not. The Bible says if you will rebuke the devil, he will flee. If you will resist the devil, he will flee from you. He does not want confrontational combat. He likes to shoot you from afar like it says here with the fiery dark. By the way, we will look at the uh, Lord willing the Armor of God, probably next week. So he says, be strong. He didn't say, try to be strong. He did not say, hope to be strong. Uh, Wish you could be strong. He said, you ought to be strong. And why? You're in the Lord. And then be strong what? In the power of his might. So three times, look at this with me. Verse 11, he says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to do something. Stand. Stand. You see that? Look at verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. That's actually one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. Having done all to stand. And then in verse 14, stand, therefore. Having your loins girt about with truth. So he's going to go into the, the armor there. So what he's saying is, if, if you're going to be strong, you need to stand up for yourself. You cannot be a pushover to this world. And you cannot be a pushover to the evil forces against you. You have to sh- show yourself a man. Quit ye like men. I know some men, that's their favorite verse. I get to quit. I'm a quitter. I'm going to quit me like all the other men. No, not God's man. God's man doesn't quit. God's man stays firm. Stand. We didn't sign up to lose. I didn't. I didn't sign up to quit. I didn't sign up to turn back. You know, the Bible's honest. Look at, jo- look at Joshua. The, the Bible's not for cowardly people at all. You can't, be a, you can't be a strong Christian and be a coward. So God has to always uh, encourage us. Be of great courage. Be of good courage. Be I will strengthen you. Stand there and be ready. Good evening. You gotta find you a good seat up front. Amen. With me. Amen. Let me ask you a question. Why do we have a tendency to wake up in the morning and we're already defeated? Ain't even got your your battle hadn't even got your clothes on Harley but you haven't got your battle garb on and you're already expecting to lose you're already expecting to mess up you're already expecting something bad to happen we're feeble we're barely getting by and we're actually expecting to fail that's not right you know we're in a war set the battle in array and go to fighting that's what God said all of us even the women, Even the children. Set the battle in order. Now here it is. I think you ought to approach life as a winner and expect to win rather than a loser who probably will end up losing. Why can't we we approach life? I came to win this thing. You know what Brother Johnson said last year? I'm in it to win it. I came to win. And I can win in Christ. I'm on the winning side. It's interesting. You're standing. Now, what would you do when you're standing? You're standing against opposing forces, but you're standing in Christ. And the Bible says God is able to make them stand. All right, so first one, he said, you stand. Now, this is great because look what it says. Where's it at? In verse 13, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand. Now, this is good withstand so number one you stand in his strength you just stand there and be strong number two you stand by withstanding okay and why it says that you may withstand in the evil day now we know that every day is evil because jesus said so jesus said every day is evil Every day is against you. Have you ever had one day in your whole life where everything went right? Even one time. Now, you could say, that was a really good day. That one was good. But you know, you didn't do your optimum. And life did not give you optimum. The day's against you, it's against you. Sufficient today is the evil thereof, Jesus said. And he said, don't be too caught up worrying about tomorrow. And you know, it's what's good. So if you, the Lord's really gracious. So if you feel like you made some mistakes today and you really didn't do right and your best, tomorrow's a new day. You get to wake up tomorrow and try again, but it ought to be more than a try. It ought to be I'm going to stand and then I'm going to withstand because the battle's fixing to get rough. I'm going to stand. I'm not taking it anymore. That's a good one. I'm not taking it anymore. So you have the world, the flesh, and the devil are waiting on you when you get out of bed. Those are our three main enemies: your own flesh and the world and the devil. So you know your flesh fights against you with inner lusts. We all have them. Some people have youthful lusts, some people have other lusts, some people are older, still have youthful lusts. We have weaknesses. There's just certain things we're weak in. You know, and it's interesting. Though we all have weaknesses, there's some things you're strong in that I might be weak in and vice versa. But we all have them. You acknowledge that, and you realize there's a fight that's coming on. Who doesn't fight pride? I think it's funny. People who don't fight pride, it's because they've already lost, and they're so full of it and swelled up with pride, they don't even realize they're proud. I think the humble people... Struggle with pride more than the proud. Does that make sense? Because they're trying to win it. They're trying to beat it. They're trying to stand. They're trying to withstand their own self, their own flesh. All right, now then the world. The world system fights against you every day. Every day. We have duties. We have obligations. We have fights. We have trouble come our way. We have bills to pay, we have shopping to do, and you got to get a good deal. Now, I venture to say it: Is it possible? Only women could do this, by the way. It's not impossible for a man to pull it off. Is it possible? Uh, is it possible for a woman to take more things back than she buys? Huh? you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you do. Women buy to take stuff back. That's what I'm trying to say. They like it. They like standing in line at the return counter. That's where they do their soul winning. They pass out tracks. <laughs> I'm trying to keep you awake here. It's kind of warm in here tonight. Hey, you have... Pe- do you never wake up to People. People cantankerous people, needy people, maybe sometimes encouraging people, it's a fight. It's a fight. What did God say? Stand. And then the devil. You know, he's so so sly. The wiles of the devil. He's so sly, he uses those other two against you. He does. He uses the world and your own flesh to fight against you through temptation Right? Through persecution, through wars and fightings, within and without, it says, all the enemies. You know, he he loves to hinder. He loves to oppose. He loves to give you cheap shots. He likes to get you when you're not looking. He likes to get you. We say when the guard's down, it's when the shield of faith slipped down or you failed to take it that day. So the fiery darts might make their target. He loves to get you in a good argument. He does. He loves to get you to have a mental breakdown or emotional breakdown or a physical breakdown because he knows he's going to get you. Now, all that said, you know how to handle that? Withstand it. Withstand it. What's well, You know how it is in... Is that all you got? You got your shield of faith, your helmet? Is that all you got? That's pretty harsh words to say to the the devil. But, hey, I came to stand. I came to stand. I will do what God said. I will stand. I will stand by being strong. I will stand by withstanding. This is how you do it. Sometimes you just got to stand there and take it and hold up. He'll get tired of you, and he'll go somewhere else where he he can get somebody to fall. You have your helmet of salvation. Just real quickly, that means you know you're saved. And you acknowledge that, and you live with the understanding that I already know I'm of God, and I'm saved. You have the shield of faith. You know it's going to quench these fiery darts, and it's not going to last very long. They're going to go away. The sword of the Spirit, which is knowing your Bible and living your Bible using your Bible, using the principles of the Word of God. Then you have the breastplate of righteousness, which is your holy, righteous life, backing up your profession. I believe as a Christian. I live as a Christian. My, I have a breastplate here. It's called righteousness. Started with the righteousness of Christ. But I live accordingly to this. Feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I, I'm, I'm going to have, you know one of the best ways to stand Is to just tell people about Christ in any best, any way you can through tracks, just talking about it, trying to find a way to get in there where you can talk. If you have the mentality I'm trying to propagate the gospel, you'll not only find a way to do it; it'll keep you standing. It will because it'll keep you moving. And then this is one that rarely gets talked about. He said, praying always. You know, prayer is like long-range fighting. So there's your bow. And, you know, Satan likes to shoot long-distance shots at you, fiery darts of the wicked. You shoot him back through prayer. You know, you can pray, and he can't even get close to you for hand-to-hand combat. If you'll pray properly and pray for others, like it says here, with prayer and supplication, supplication is supply. I need all the strength I can get. You know supplication is praying and supply. I need spirit, grace, peace, joy. I need all these things. I need patience, give me a good supply of it Lord. and by the way, give it to everybody else and then you will have like it says at the end of verse 18, all perseverance you'll persevere. So how do you stand? you withstand. I mean look. You could get rocked by the most troublesome news you couldn't. I mean, the worst thing you could ever imagine. It shouldn't knock you down. It shouldn't make, I mean, I, and I'll show you why here in a minute. You should not be vulnerable. You know, I, I think about this all the time. I've been saved 41 years. I, I'm standing still. I, I'm still withstanding. I'm still standing up. I hope I'm never going to quit. Never. I'm, I'm not giving in. I'm not giving up. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to fall down. I'm following God until the very end. That's what I'm going to do. Sometimes you have, to, you have need of patience, the Bible says, so that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So you stand by first standing there, and then you, like the old Roman legions, you move your ground forward. You rarely go back. You know, we always say two steps forward, one step back. I don't even know if that's necessarily true. I really don't. You are gaining ground. That's why it says be strong. You know, I, I, what I'm trying to get you to look at today is that should be your approach of, to life. I'm going to be strong in the Lord. Amen. I'm going to be strong in His power. It's not mine, it never was mine. Right. It's His. I'm strong in His power of His might. I'm not going to be weak. Now, um, we know this. The day you got saved. Now, you might have had a lot of fightings before you were saved, a lot of trouble in life. But when you got saved, you started a new type of trouble, spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare. You went from the fleshy side and the, and the, and the temporary worldly. Now you're fighting. And a lot of times Christians don't realize that they're fighting a spiritual battle. But you are. You went. And then when you got baptized, you really set it off. They're, I don't know. I've seen that with people. They get saved, they start a fight, but when they get baptized, the war breaks out. I mean, it's just an amazing thing because Satan wants to see what you're made of. I think I preached a sermon on this about getting sifted. He wants to see if you're the real thing. Now, um, you can't forget. That's, I think that's where we fall prey. We forget. We'll go half the day and not realize these things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to have my armor on here. Where's my sword? Oh, yeah. I haven't prayed all day. I not even acknowledged God. Oh, uh, you still can get in the fight. But we forget things. You know, I, I've, I've had a fear. I, I've had a fear that I'm, uh, I don't know, it's one of those uh, anxiety dreams that I'm going to show up and have no Bible and no notes. You talk about that. <laughs> hey, y'all know one time this man at, old, at our old church, old Brother Armstrong, he thought it was cute. He stole my notes when I wasn't looking. He thought it was great. He didn't give them to me either. He thought it was funny. You know, he, I, he, I said, nobody but you can get away with that, Brother Armstrong. He, he's in heaven now. He was great. He was great. At least I have a story to tell. So what am I saying? You wake up in the morning, you set the battle in array. You do. Because if you don't, you're going to get blindsided. You're going to get knocked down. You gain the ground, and the Bible even says you can take it all the way to the enemy's gate. You don't have to have him pushing you against the wall. You can have him going out the door and all the way to the enemy's gate if we would do things right. So you press forward as the enemy attacks. We know we're not ignorant of his devices. We know how he works. He comes at you with the flesh and the world. We expect it, and we stand. So you take the shield of faith and prayer, and you go forward, and you have your Bible and sword. Guess what? Is he okay? Guess what? You're ready to win. All right, turn to t- turn to a verse here, and I'll, and I'll uh, relieve you of your torture. All right, <laughs> Psalm 37. <laughs> Psalm 37. You know what? If you don't start smiling a little, I may stay a little longer. <laughs> all right, Psalm 37. We hear these things all the time. It's true, though, y'all. You, it's your mindset. You have, to, you have to make the choice to stand. You have to make the choice to be strong. And if you'll do it by faith, the Lord will easily, he'll strengthen you. Look at this in Psalm 37, verse 23. We say, we quote these verses all the time. But the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. You know why? He's gaining ground. He's gaining some ground. He's not retreating backwards. He's not stumbling backwards. He's gaining ground. Look at verse 24, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. You know, I I know I've said this before, but I think it's really beautiful. You know, we think the Lord, we get knocked down and God picks us up. That's not what this is saying. You never hit the ground with God. The Christian never truly falls. Because he's upholding you by his hand. You know, I always I used to look at it, you know, Ethan and I you pick on you. Ethan's trying to learn how to walk. You know, you, you'd, you'd hold his hand and help him walk. He'd be rumbling, bumbling and stumbling over the curb and everything, and I he never fell. I held him up. But that's not it. This is God's underneath holding you up. You never hit the ground. Even if you flat fall on your face, God never lets you hit the ground. Why? Steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He never lets the Christian hit rock bottom. Never. It's beautiful. You know what that means? You never fully lose. You never lose in Christ. Uh, Christianity is the only religion they're out there. Actually, it's the only thing that works. But it's the only one that even when you fail, you're still a success because we're even in Christ. When in a, as a failure, you're a success because the Lord will save you from it. All right. One, I told you one. I got to give you one last verse and then we'll be done. I told you if you didn't smile, I was going to keep going. I, I brought up some backup stuff to keep it going. All right. First Corinthians 15. Hey, y'all can quote this one with me. This is a memory verse. Verse 58. You don't even have to look at your Bible, amen? First Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So you have three things there, steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding. And this is basically what he's saying in Ephesians. Steadfast is when you're fixed and solid. You're fixed. I'm steadfast. You know, like the psalmist says, my heart is fixed. I made a choice. I made a choice. My heart is fixed, and I'm quitting. Quitting, That's what it means. I have set my heart, no turning back, no giving in. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Unmovable means when they're hitting you, you're withstanding. You're not moving back. You're You're taking it. You are standing up. You're not losing ground. And I'll say this again. No matter how evil the day gets, you should not lose ground. You're always, and then what? Unmovable, always abounding. So they're not moving you, you're bounding forward. You're moving forward, gaining ground, and the Bible likens it to occupying, right? I'm occupying enemy territories, what I'm doing. I have gained ground. Jesus said, Occupy till I come. I have pushed you back, and I'm not giving in. So I know what we are. Um. I'm going to finish up here. We're like the guy that's been riding the bench. The coach says you're in football and you run out there and you forgot your helmet. Right? And you didn't tie your shoes because you don't have the preparation of the gospel. You didn't think you're going in. You're just taking it like every other day. You don't have your helmet on. You forgot your shoulder pads. And you get steamrolled. Right, that's what, and we don't need to be that way. We need to be consciously in the fight. Now, I said one of my favorite phrases in the whole Bible is, "In having done all to stand." If you stand and then you withstand, at the very end, when the derby's over and, everybody, and you have casualties all over the battlefield, you're still standing. You're taking a beating. But you're still standing. And that's where you say, I gave them worse than they gave me. You ought to see what the other guy looks like. He found him a man here. He found a woman who really believes what they say they do, and they are the last man standing. So I'll say it again. Hey, pray for me that I'll stand. We do pray for one another, but go stand. You go do it. And what else he say? Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So, who will be strong uh, with me? I know y'all are here on a Wednesday night. You're already making some strong statements to that accord. Who will stand in the Lord? And who will get in the war and win? All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, we know there's weakness within the church. And some of us, we all have weaknesses. And Father, we we want to comfort those that are feeble-minded and those that are having a weakness. But help us to strengthen our own hands that hang down, like it says in the book of Hebrews, and not be moping over a previous loss but that we'll rise up and we'll stand. And not only stand, but that we'll be strong. We'll be one of thy foot soldiers. I ask that you'd help us through thy grace to do this. And please, Lord, we need thy help. We, need, we cannot do this without God making us strong, but help us to have the mentality that we're not taking it anymore. And I pray that you'd do this Fulfill it and grant it so in Jesus' name, amen.